When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Well, I hope your weekend is off to a great start in the NHL. Just one game currently underway. 6-0-1 left in the second period. Jets and Penguins in a 1-1 tie. Jets out shooting the Penguins 28-15. Dustin Tokarski in goal for the Penguins tonight. Right here on 630 Jet at 8.30, Oilers and Sharks will transition into the face-off show at 7 o'clock. Devils and Ducks will get going at 8. The uh, Oil Kings play tonight. They're in Red Deer, and then they have a home game tomorrow at 7 against PA. The uh, Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, playing in Coachella Valley tonight, so we'll update those once they get going. More Elks news today. You may remember we had Jake Ceresna on the show yesterday. He has a new two-year contract. And re-signing with the team today, wide receiver Emmanuel Arsenault, who checks in now. Manny, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You were on a couple times last season, and I enjoy our chats. You're you're uh, you're very good. Uh, you're a very good interview. So, uh, one of your many strengths. Uh, I'm going to read a line here. I don't know if you read this or approved it from the Elks press release today. One yeah. of the great pass catchers of his generation. Do you like getting praised like that, or would you prefer they were a little more modest? <laughs> man, honestly, man, if that's how they view it, it just goes to show to the hard work that I've put in over the years and since I stepped foot in the CFL in 2009. So it's all about how a person want to view it. But for me, I'm just grateful, humble, and just even excited for my name to even come up and be able to be used with those words in a conversation. So it just goes to show, man, how you just put the CFL game first and always being about your body of work and being a pro. All right. You get the one-year deal here. Free agency is obviously coming up soon. Um, were, were you thinking about testing the waters? Were, were you always thinking about coming back to the Elks? Tell me about the sign of this deal. And honestly, for me to play again, I wanted it to be only with the Edmonton Elks. Um, like I said, this is my 14th season um, due to a high ankle sprain. You know, play was limited last year. And um, how I felt with that organization and seeing the direction it wants to go, knowing it has the potential, just a few pieces missing here and there. I was like, if I play again or just given the opportunity, I only want it to be with Edmonton. And um, and that's kind of how I looked at it. And, you know, I've been home. My offseason started a little early, and I've just been getting after it. So when the opportunity comes, I won't have to get ready. I will be prepared. But knowing now, before February 14th or whatever that date is, I have a home where I have an opportunity to come into camp and compete for a job just makes it that much better now because you don't have that, that fear or doubt of, like, where I'm going to end up at, where I'm going to go. 
what's next because it's not year three or four for me it's year 14. Well, you've had an incredible career, and you mentioned that high ankle sprain, Manny. I, I, I want to ask you about that because I don't know how closely you follow uh, the Oilers here, but Leon Dreisaitl, one of their star players, suffered a high ankle sprain in the playoffs and, and played the rest of the postseason, and then yeah. they had the summer off, and he referenced, you know, even earlier this year that, you know, it's he's not totally over it, uh, that those stay with you a, a while. Tell me about and I know football and hockey are different sports, but... Uh, how, how difficult an injury is that to, to, to recover from, to get back to 100%? Man, honestly, I think you're better off breaking it because <laughs> something about those tendons and ligaments that end at a pace on their own time is what lingers. But it's one of those injuries you have to wait till it's tolerable. And sometimes it takes others longer. But the moment you can do the pain, um, you can go, but that's not what you want to do because I know me, I don't believe in medicine. So it's like I need this ankle ready to go because I'm not trying to have anything and have to rely on that. But, uh, man, a high ankle sprain, it's, it's, one of, it's a bummer. And that's coming from a guy that didn't have an AC, ACL injury. And I'm like, this ankle worse than that. I had to sit out four or five months with my knee, but that ankle – the six, seven weeks of just waiting because it's like it's nothing you can do about it, and you're like, it's just an ankle sprain. Is there is there anything still lingering, or would you say you're pretty much over it now? Oh, no, I'm good to go. So if they told us camp was next week, I got my passport ready. So, nah, uh, I've been on it, and I'm still continuing rehab and maintenance work at the Exos here in Dallas. I should be wrapping that up soon within the next week, but um, – Man, I'm just putting in the work, man, that's needed for me to be available to play and being at my best to come in and compete. All right. Well, that's that's good to hear. Manny Arsenault joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He gets a one-year contract to return to the Edmonton Elks. Manny, we've talked about a lot of stuff in our previous chat, so I'm going to try to go down some different, yeah. uh, different roads here. Our afternoon show was talking about superstitions because of, yeah. it's Friday the 13th. As an athlete... Well, I'll ask you this first, because this is a point I brought up. Is there a difference between a superstition and a routine? And, and do you have anything that you consider a superstition? Yeah, see, me like superstitions might be like, hey, man, don't put that right there because this going to happen. Or I have to wear the same boxers for every game. Or this sock has to be that way. A routine for me is, a routine for me is like, okay, how do I go about my day? or get ready and prepare. But they kind of can go hand in hand for some people because it's like if my routine is off, it's like, okay, I'm superstitious that it might not work. Or a person will be like, man, that's very superstitious that you have this routine. So they kind of work off one another if you see what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I get you. Like, I think superstitions are things that you can't really – prove or or they bother you too much i mean i understand maybe some players might like to get dressed in a certain order or drive a certain path to the stadium or walk a certain path but if you get thrown off it won't it won't make you not want to play but if a guy if it makes him feel like he's not going to have a good game just because he had to take a detour then i think that's an unhealthy superstition right yeah Okay, but you you you're, or, or you don't have anything you think that that is that extreme then? 
Nah, nah, I really don't. Nah, uh-uh. Okay. Like, sometimes, sometimes what you're going to do when there's a sudden change in your routine or your schedule, you got to go out and perform. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you got to adapt and adjust on the go. So whether you're a routine or you're a superstitious person, at some point it's going to be interrupted. Now is how do you respond. You see? So... Yeah. Okay. No, that, that makes sense to me. All right. Let's. We, we t- we've talked a lot about your pro career. I want you to take me back to your days uh, at Alcorn State University, where where you played your uh, your college football. First of all, uh, were were you highly recruited to go there? Like, were you considering other schools? Take me back to that Manny Arsenault in, in his late teens, deciding man, which Manny college Arsenault, to go to. Man, so this is a brief upbringing about me, man. I'm from Alexandria, Louisiana. Come from a single parent background. My mom raised me, my sister, and uh, my little niece. Um, I played one year of high school football, what, five games in total. I broke my wrist on my birthday. So going into my senior year, I grew, what, 12 inches, had a growth spurt, and had an opportunity to play. So to fast forward it, after that fifth game or sixth game, Coach Sullen was like, make a highlight tape. You know, that was on VHS back then. So I made a tape on Saturday morning. Mailed it off Monday, sent it to all the schools in the SWAC, which are historically black colleges and universities. So Alcorn received that on Wednesday. They called me that Friday and was like, hey, we'd like to bring Manny down, well, Emmanuel Arsenal down for our game versus Southern University. My mom didn't have a car, so one of the coach helpers brought me, Coach Brown. So when I went to Alcorn that Saturday, now this was a kid. I was cut ninth grade all the way to my senior year. I didn't make the team. I wasn't good enough, too small, too slow. I played five games or six games my senior year due to an injury. So taking account that from eighth grade to 11th grade, I wasn't good enough. Had one opportunity, break my arm. Now we finish the season, make the highlight tape. Within one week, my whole life changed. That Saturday when Alcorn played Southern, and I shook Coach Thomas' hand, I signed a full-ride, four-year scholarship to Alcorn State. That's from a zero-star, a non-starter, no just like I didn't have all the accolades that people would think because when I meet folks now, they'd be like, man, you've been a professional a long time. You must was killing it in high school, highly recruited. No, I was complete opposite. I didn't choose football. It chose me and gave me an outlet in life to make it and to aspire to be something much more to better my situation of my circumstances and the upbringings I had to deal with as a youth. Okay, that's an incredible story. Sorry, you you said you grew a foot at what, like 16, 17? You grew a foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into, it might have been around 15, because it was going into the summer of my senior year. I hit a growth spurt, yes. Oh, well, that's an incredible growth spurt. And I, I didn't realize you, you because of you know injury and other circumstances, you, you hardly played as a high school player. And then yeah, one, one year of football. Okay, so then once you got to Alcorn State, how long before you really started to shine there? Man, I was a four-year starter at Alcorn State. Um, had a guy by Nate Hughes take me under his wing, and ever since training camp, came in there, earned a starting job. I started my freshman year all the way through my senior year. I was a two-sport athlete. I did track as well. The receiver coach said, if you want to play for me, you need to be faster. So in the spring, I would go out there with the track team. I got good enough to where I was actually able to compete. I did a decathlon, and I was the first leg in the 4x4 100-meter relay by the time I graduated. 
from Alcorn. Oh, so you did, you've competed in the decathlon? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which event? Uh, which event did you enjoy the most, and which event did you enjoy the least? <laughs> Man, the one I enjoyed the least was throwing the dog on the the javelin. But the most fun for me was that 400 and like the shot put. So everything that was raw strength, I was able to do good enough and withstand. But it was fun doing the. And I also had to learn how to pole vault. So my first two years, I hated that. But I figured out how to pole vault. Do everything except throw that javelin. But, yeah, it, it, it was nice. The, the, I, I wondered if you were going to bring up pole vault because when I see people pole vault, even at the highest level, I think to myself, how do you possibly put all that together as quickly as it needs to be put together? Yeah. Man, it, it, man, facing my fears, not being scared the stick going to snap and all that, then I'm like, I'm too big to be pole vaulting. And you see people that when the pole vault is a event in the decathlon, they like look like they need pads and a helmet on because they're going so high. And that was the fun part of like going against actual pole vaulters or going against the athletes, and that's their event. You know in the decathlon when is their event because they crush it. All right, so football at Alcorn State. Who was your chief rival? Did you have one? Jackson State. Um, where Deion Sanders coached that, that was having all the hype this year. So it was Jackson State and Southern University. All right, and who usually won? Uh, us. <laughs> it go back and forth, man, with the um, Capital City Classic and things that was over at Jackson State and Southern. That was a dog fight as well. But it's always good for the culture, the atmosphere, the bands, the tailgating, the cookouts. And that's the thing about being at HBCU, man. It's just like the culture and those game days and just what comes with it, man. It was a great experience. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, so, okay, what did you study, and, and did you consider yourself having been a good student when you were going to Alcorn State? Um, psychology um, is kind of is what I what I studied um, there. Um, but for me, man, I've always been a guy to kind of adapt to my environment and always been good with people and built everything based off relationships. And that's kind of just how I am. Because being a kid that comes from nothing is like every bit of information or knowledge that you gain is like, how can I apply this to life to help better my situation? So how I am with my work ethic and, and how I believe in being consistent and being a pro and persistent and whatever it is I do, man, has a lot to do with my upbringing because it wasn't many opportunities to be given. So when they do come, I want to take them and run with them. So whenever you're done playing, and we don't know when that's going to be, you're back for at least a year with the Elks, would you like to be a coach or a mentor, and what age group would you like to work with? Man, honestly, I have my own business, Manny Show Athletic Development, that I ran actually in Emmett this year at the um, the Turf Center over with Ryan Brower that was down that way where I did a program every Tuesday. But I do that here for elementary ages all the way up to kids in college or to the pro level. But my niche is that elementary middle school, giving them the foundation and the tools to kind of learn their body, embrace the hard work of having an athletic foundation. So while I'm in Canada, I'm actually able to still run what I do for a living here in the off season up there at the um, turf center like this past year. So I'm looking forward to bringing that program back and running more of my wide receiver coaching. I like coaching wide receivers. 
So it's kind of I tie into things that I have a gift with, um, and that's kind of interacting with others and working with youth in the wide receiver position. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's awesome. I mean, I, that's why I love talking to you. You have so much energy. You're so passionate. You take care of yourself and you care about other people, which is pretty cool. Um, before I let you go, thanks for being so generous with your time. Uh, who's winning the Super Bowl? You got a pick for us? Man, I have no clue, but whoever makes it, I just want it to be a great game. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Just, do, you, do you watch or you know, watch the NFL or do you, do you not check it out that much? Yeah, I watch it, but I coach youth on the weekend, so I got to catch those evening games like tomorrow. I would like to catch games all the way up through Monday, but I'm coaching in the D1 All-American Bowl down in DeSoto area, a 13U team. So, man, a lot of my time I give to the youth and giving these kids the resources to try to make it further than me, be better than me, and just learn how to take sports and apply that to the game of life and just be better individuals. When are you coming to Edmonton? Man, as soon as Edmonton wants to bring me up there. So if anybody got any youth events, any something over with the college, anything that involves player development, speaking with corporate, anything of that sort, hey, I'm available. They know I'm at Manny Show 84. Send a message. And um, it's a direct flight from Dallas. So any way that I can come out, be useful in the community or any kind of events, Anybody need a speaker, schools need to do something, you know, they can reach out to me. That's what my off-season about, man, getting out there and just um, interacting with others and building relationships. So I can be in Edmonton as soon as Edmonton needs me to be there. Okay. <laughs> Manny, that's awesome. Congratulations on the new contract. I, I look forward to hopefully more conversations on Inside Sports. Uh, as always, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, all the best with the coaching here uh, that you're going to be doing in the next few weeks, uh, weeks and have a great weekend. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. That is Manny Arsenal. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Wow, what a chat there with Manny Arsenault. He's back with the Edmonton Elks for another season. I mentioned I went to the kickoff for Quick Cart Edmonton Minor Hockey Week today at Remax Field. They announced the winners of the Wayne Gretzky Award. They were Taya Kowalchuk, Lucas Lemieux, and Emma Lomer, who I had a chat with. Well, Emma, congratulations on getting a Wayne Gretzky Award. How, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm really honored to have this award. My family is a hockey family with cousins and grandparents and my dad and uncles playing hockey before me, and I'm super honored just to be a part of that and dedicated to have gotten this award. So how old were you when you started playing hockey? Probably I started skating when I was around three and got into the sport when I was four or five. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Have you always been pretty good at it? Yes. I've had to work really hard to get to where I am. You don't just get stuff given to you. Like, I've had to work really hard to get the skill and stuff, and I've had lots of people help me and help me with my skill and get me to where I am today. All right. And what team are you on? I'm on the St. Albert U15 AA Chargers. What position do you play? I play defense. All right. And how, how's your team doing this year? We're doing really good so far. We have an amazing team with 19 amazing girls. Everyone is super dedicated and always plays their best on the ice, and everyone is very good friends. All right. So 
you also have done some really special things in the community. Can you tell us some of the work that you've done? Uh, this summer, I worked in the Oilers summer camps with the U9 Girls Week and the U11 Boys Week. And it was really good to see how like they wanted to play hockey and how devoted they were to the sport. They would talk about like the greats like Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, and it was just really amazing to see their confidence and how they want to be somewhere like with their skill on someday. And I understand you've done some work with uh, Children's Autism Services of Edmonton. What got you involved with that? Like, I love everyone having the opportunity to try stuff, and with the struggles they go through, I found it really good to give back and help them out. All right, and, and do, you, do you watch a lot of hockey? Do you have a favorite team or a favorite player? Um, probably not. I watch a lot of WHL hockey because my cousin plays on the Kamloops Blazers, and I watch my other cousin play with OHA Edmonton U18, and I really I look up to them every day. Like it's amazing to watch them play. Uh, Kamloops, they made a pretty big uh, trade, getting ready for the Memorial Cup, didn't they? Yes, they did. Allen Zellweger is really good, and I think he'll be a good asset to the team. Emma, congratulations. Enjoy the rest of your season. Thank you for talking. Thank you very much. Emma Lomer, Wayne Gretzky Award winner as Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week is off and running. The Oilers set to swim with the Sharks. Stoff in the Faceoff Show next.